It's time for the morning brief where we bring in one of our pundits to uh, perhaps from time to time, pick a fight with me over whether or not I'm wrong about something. Uh, Mark Tuohy is here, advisor to business and political leaders and frequent show host on News Talk 1010. Nice to have you. Good morning. Oh, my goodness, John. Now you've thrown the gauntlet down. I have to find something to disagree with you about. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I tend to be a very reasonable man. Um, aside from hand-wringing, I don't know necessarily that there's much to be said about uh, police now documenting this night of mayhem. The girls who were accused of having stabbed a man to death in the city's core apparently were swarming and picking fights with people in multiple subway stations. And I guess for me, Mark, I just, I, I, I'm going to sound like my own mother here but like where are their parents <laughs> well that is the big question and i know that when uh, seven of the the uh, these young women made an appearance at their first uh, their, their first court appearance one of uh, ctv's uh, reporters noted that uh, it seems like only two parents attended and so I don't want to disparage the parents. I mean, it could very well be that, you know, if you're a single parent particular and you've got to work, you've got to work. And it was a online court appearance anyway, and the first appearance and everything is tends to be routine. But you do have to wonder, like, what is the circumstance that has all of these young women meeting up uh, online and then going out on the town for a night of, uh, you know, riots and mayhem? Yeah, I it just um, I I I tend not to mark think that things are part of a pattern. So it's not like all kids are coming undone. Our entire society is coming undone. But this particular circumstance, I just look at it and I cannot imagine what kind of mayhem must prevail in some of those households where a bunch of girls could go downtown on a Saturday night when they should have been in bed and end up killing a guy allegedly. Yeah, no, it, the the sort of confluence of media attention and the fact that we're all very hypervigilant about issues around the TTC sort of adds an element to this as well. But just the the vulgarity of the crime of a pack of young people accosting a homeless man on the street and a homeless man being killed as a result of it. Now we've learned, you know, the alleged perpetrators are so young. It's just shocking. That said... I mean, I grew up reading about, uh, you know, S.E. Hinton's work in the novels assigned in school. So, you know, youth violence and gang activities and different descriptions is not really very new in our society. What is shocking about this is, I think, the fact that they were young women and we're normally thinking about this as uh, something that young guys do. So a new poll out this morning establishes that Canadians are pretty gloomy about the economy. That's not surprising because there are a lot of um, things flashing on the dashboard when it comes to the economy. But at the same time, I, I would venture, Mark Tui, that, you know, as um, uh, Andrew Coyne would report, he always says, all economic news is bad. And the more we continue the drumbeat of how awful everything is out there, the more convinced people are that it, it is awful. Yeah, well, I think what I'm seeing and what I'm concerned about more and more is the disconnect between Canada's economy as a thing and the plight of Canadians because the Bank of Canada is acting on sort of a, an old rule book that sort of says let's jack up the interest rates in order to cool down inflation and it only measures really one thing. I mean, it's trying to keep inflation within a target zone. 
and it is pouring cold water on what it sees as an overheated economy. The Bank of Canada uh, governor has said, you know, unemployment is too low. You know, it needs to be higher. So that's one thing. In the But if the economy is doing so well, why are so many people hurting? And I don't know that, you know, the economy, which measures GDP, you know this better than I do, uh, what goes into how we measure the health of our economy. It seems to have left a lot of Canadians behind. You know, the gross domestic product might be okay. You know, the economy might not be shrinking, but a lot of people are suffering badly. And so I'm not sure we're measuring the right things when we look at the health of our economy. I think we're forgetting the people who are you know, having to pass by food aisles in the grocery store because they can't afford to buy anything there. Curious about your thoughts. I don't know if you've actually seen the video, but I came across it yesterday on Twitter and I was appalled. An art gallery owner in San Francisco hosing down a homeless woman outside of his art gallery, and he's still seemingly trying to justify this level of soullessness. Yeah, I have. I did not actually watch the video. I've read about it, and uh, I've read his comments. And you're absolutely. I mean, you cannot justify what he did. But that said, there's a that said. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, San Francisco is awash with a massive homeless problem that it seems government is incapable or unwilling to address in any meaningful form, and so. I think this is emblematic of the frustration of uh, people when government simply fails them. I mean, they've gone as far as making it, it, it's no law, you cannot be criminally charged in San Francisco if you steal something worth less than $950 US. Uh, you know, so I think a lot of citizens feel abandoned by reason and good government. So I'm not surprised that people are taking things into their own hands. That said, there's no excuse for that type of incivility between any two human beings. But somebody's got to do something, and it's not what this guy did, but somebody has to do something so that you know people aren't that frustrated and poor people don't have to live on the street. Yeah, I hear what you're saying because, you know, and I touched on this in the first hour of the show. When I, for example, encounter somebody who has set up an encampment in one of the underpasses under the Gardner Expressway, I think this is an un untenable situation. But yeah, you, then you get to the level of depravity that's uh, an inhumanity of somebody just turning a hose on another person, and it's incredible. Yeah, hose is what you use to wash garbage off your sidewalk, not what you use to make your point with somebody who isn't moving fast enough. Okay, and uh, quick thoughts on a Freedom Convoy supporter who's come forward to say, no, as a matter of fact, the person carrying a Confederate flag at the convoy protests in Ottawa was me. It was not some PR executive from uh, Toronto who was trying to make the protesters look bad. Yeah, I think this is kind of interesting. At the heart of it, you know, is in many ways the, what what does this symbol mean to people? And symbols and words tend to mean to us what they first meant to us when we encountered them the very first time. And I know a lot of people in Western Canada, myself included, uh, first saw the rebel flag as a symbol of literally rebellion without any knowledge of its history. We've now learned its history, so it takes on another meaning that we all have to recognize. But uh, we 
you know, when this man says, well, I thought I was just being a rebel, I believe part of that, but you're also being very ignorant if you ignore the history of, you know, what you should have already learned after that. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Cheers.